Well, good morning again, folks. And since the beginning of the year, we've been looking at... Uh, thanks. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, whoops. We've been looking at uh, a little series called uh, Coming of Age. And there's this sense where, you know, having been on a, a, a wonderful, exciting, and sometimes terrifying journey over the uh, last, uh, well, 28, 29 years, there is a sense in which we're coming of age now, and uh, that's both uh, a great privilege, but it's also a responsibility, and we've looked at some aspects of that privilege and responsibility. Uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the whole business of, of being grown up as a follower of Jesus means that we serve. And we don't make a song and dance about it, we serve. It's part of who, it's not, we're not doing anyone a favor, we're not doing it because we're doing our bit, it's because of who we are, it's part of our genetic code. And so uh, we were looking at that and we've encouraged you, if you're not already part of a, a service team, to, uh, to uh, look at the Involve page on the website or talk to somebody at the desk. And, uh, you know, and get involved and, and, and get that, start expressing your love of God and your journey with God, be it a, a new journey or a, 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 you know, a journey of some length and maturity, but express it by, by following after Jesus, who is the servant king. And then after that, uh, what did we do? We looked, last week, we looked at prayer, and you know, a mature church is a praying church. A mature church is a church that, that, that does, does more than just pray for parking spaces, and I do my fair share of that. But, but it's, it's a church that actually spends time in God's presence and seeks to know what God's, is on God's heart so that we can begin to pray back to God the prayers that he wants to hear. I mean, we, you know, it, it's not to diss our personal needs. Scripture says that we should bring all our cares and anxieties to him for he loves us. That's in 1 Peter, check it out yourself. But in addition to that, a mature church a church that is coming of age, a church that is beginning to find its place in society, is a church that listens to God and begins to pray the prayers, as I said, that Jesus wants to hear. So uh, can I uh, commend those two talks to you if you haven't already checked those out. Today we're going to do the last of these sort of opening, you know, 2017 opening talks. And uh, the last, uh, this, this title in this coming of age series is, is basically uh, generosity. I want to look at generosity. So let's start with me being generous. Some of you know what's going to happen now. This is a brand new wallet, by the way. I like old manky wallets. That's what I've got. That's a bloke's wallet. But my wife, you know, she keeps saying, all year she's been saying, uh, you need a new wallet. And I say, no, I don't. So she, she did a, a naughty thing. She gave me this for Christmas, you know. So there's no way around that. So who needs a tenner? Who'd like 10 pounds? I'm not going to get you to sing a dance. I'm not going to get you to do anything that you, you wouldn't want to do. There's a lady there. You look like you, you could. Could you use a tenner? Would you like a tenner? There you are. 10 pounds. Careful, the ink's still wet. Thank you. So often you see the pastor giving money away. Who'd like a tenner over here? There you go. There's a fella here. There you are. Now, let me ask a question. And this is a serious question, really. Who needs more than a tenner? Who's been experiencing some anxiety in this last week and been praying for just God's blessing and God's help and just please, dear God, just help me out here. I need, I need 
thus and so. I need a certain amount of money for this thing or that thing or these things. The lady right up there on the back. Have we, have we ever done this for you before? No? Okay, come on down here. What's your name? Kaya. Kaya. Welcome, Kaya. It's going to take her a moment to... Oh, it's okay, you can walk around the... Oh, she's gone around there. Yeah. Here we are, this way, up there. What on earth is going to happen? Some of you know what's going to happen. Some of you are saying, oh, no, I wish I hadn't brought my wallet. <laughs> Others of you say, what is going on here? Have we got a, a, a microphone I can just borrow? Thank you. Generosity. I love it. This is a generous church. Hi. Hello. You're Kaya. Yes. And uh, let's just check that this is on. Is it on? Okay. Like Great. Yeah. So welcome. Have we met before? Yeah. I've been here, coming here for about a year. About a year. How yes. embarrassing. Yes. Yes. I knew that. Yes, yes. I knew that. Yeah, we're great mates. We're great mates. And uh, Kaya, tell me a little bit. Of, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just not, you know, you, you, do you have a partner? Are you married? Do you have kids? Or yeah, I have a son um, called Xavier. He's five. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, I'm a single mum. Single mum. And yeah, I come to feed as well. So. Oh wow, great stuff. Good, yeah. good. Well, I was praying. This is just going to weird you out a little bit. I was praying last night, and I said to the Lord, because I, I always pray very carefully about you know, who we get up here, and I said to the Lord, uh, please just give me a few clues so I know this is right. And the Lord said there was going to be a young black woman who was a single mom, and we were to bless you. So it sounds like it's you. I'm not that young, though. You're not that young. Well, you look. Yeah. Well, she looks very young, doesn't she, church? Yes. Yeah, don't you take that one on. Okay, I've run out of tenors. You've stripped me out. Who's got a tenor, or a fiver even, just to give Kaya here to help her out? If so, just come forward and give her it. We might need a little basket if we've got one. Put your hand up. Here we go, look, there's a basket arriving. There we go. Well, you didn't expect that, did you? Thank you, guys. Just look at this. This is just so touching. It really is. You know, we always do this after the offering. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> My gosh. Kyle, there's, there's a few bob there, isn't there? Do you think that's going to help? Yeah, it will. Thank you. We don't need to know what it's for. It's just something to bless you with, you know? So you come to feed as well. I'm so thrilled. Oh my gosh, people are still coming. It's crazy. This is a holy moment, you know? This is church being church. It may be a little unusual, but it's, it's the kind of thing that church does, and it's, it's actually what built the place next door. Let's just pray for Kai. Just lift a hand. Just stand and lift a hand to bless her. 
Father God, I just want to say thank you for this, this dear woman. And Lord God, she's, you are her husband. You have looked to her, she has looked to you, Lord God, for your help and your provision. And, and Lord God, I know you want me to say to her, I keep all my promises, Kaya. And I said I would look after you, and I keep all my promises. And so, Father, we bless Kaya in your name. We pray that this money will just solve a few problems and just help her and bless her son too in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. There you go. Give her a big clap. Okay. So, folks, uh, generosity then. This church, I've said it many times before, excuse me, this is such a, such a privilege to serve in this church because this is a generous church, and uh, we're good at that. But you know what? In this time of this season of coming of age, uh, I, uh, we need to recognize that coming of age requires, as I said earlier on, greater privilege and greater responsibility. And that's also in, in, in the way we handle our finances. Uh, and so coming of age calls for more than generosity, and I hope we will always be a generous church. It calls for something called stewardship. Stewardship. Now, let's, let's just, may not be a particularly familiar term. I just want you to shout, one or two people, to, or two or three people to shout out, what does, what does stewardship mean? Come on, have a go. No wrong answers. Have a go. Help me out here. Sorry? Doing well, doing well with what God gives you. Looking after the wealth that God gives you. Great, thank you. I'm sorry, Sue. Katie. Looking after it as if it were your own. I don't want to hijack this message, but Katie needs a round of applause. You, op- your, you and your team opened up the stock exchange this last week, was it? And why was that, Katie? Why don't we give you the microphone? Come on. This is just wonderful what our people get up to. Katie, come and just tell us what you, what you got up to over this last two years. Um, about three years ago, when Feed was getting really set up, um, I was really impressed by what everyone was doing. And um, I prayed to God, and I said, God, um, I know that I don't have the skills to um, do what the wonderful people at Feed are doing, but I know that you have given me skills, and I, I was a banker. Um, and I was um, lending money to build office blocks and shopping centres and things like that. Um, and anyway, um, this job came up um, to set up a, a bond guarantee scheme for the government. Um, Ten billion pounds in total. Ten billion pounds. Ten billion pounds in total. Million or billion? Billion. Billion. I thought you said billion. Um, and I just I went for it and and I got it. Um, and it was a hard, hard journey. We went through a general election. We went through the EU referendum. Each time we were told it was going to be shut down. Um, the people in banking that I'd left told me I was crazy because I left a very safe banking job to go on a fixed-term contract. So every time the scheme was threatened, I was going to lose my job at the same time. Um, but anyway, we launched the bond last November, Um, And we got a phone call from the London Stock Exchange and they said, we're so impressed with what you've done. Um, Would you and your team like to come and open up the London Stock Exchange so that we can celebrate what you've done? Isn't that incredible? (laughs) 
Well done. You see, the church has influence. The church has power. Power and influence. So stewardship then, using the wealth God gives you in a responsible way, using your time, your energy, your money to bless others who perhaps you know, aren't even looking to Jesus at this time. But let's just come back to, to money, stewardship. Somebody else give me a definition. Accountability. Accountability. Yeah, that's a very good part of it. Looking after our future, that's great. Using the money well. Using money well. All of this is good stuff, thank you. And we're in that area, so if stewardship is not a word that is, you're familiar with, it's about using the resources God gives us. Not just to you know, support yourself, but to be a blessing to others. And can I encourage you, if God blessed you financially last year, will then be a blessing. That's what God intends for you, be a blessing. I wanted to spend some time, and I don't think, I don't think, I mean, maybe Sue and one or two others who've been with me from the very beginning will correct me here, but I don't think I have ever done this. But I wanted to spend a moment just being accountable to you and just showing you, you know, what we as a community were up to last year, how we dealt with our general fund, not the, not the building next door, we know about that, that was something we gave in addition. Let's look at our income, first of all. Let me just quickly show you this. Thank you. So there's our income, uh, total income for the year. And I have to say to you, these figures, uh, they're yet to go to the auditors. I've been asked to say they're still estimates. They may be a little bit out, but you know, this, this is our best as of Friday. So our income for 2016, just our general giving, was... Uh, 740-odd thousand, uh, we gave nearly, we, we uh, tithes and stuff that came in was nearly 600,000. Look at that orange section, that's 113,000 pounds we got back from the government through gift aid. If you are a taxpayer, and if you give regularly, please will you sign up on the website to, give, to gift aid, because it's money for old rope, and I love it. I'm not against a bit of old rope. Anybody against a bit of old rope here? So there you go, bits and bobs else, but we came up with 740,000. Sounds like an awful lot of money, doesn't it? Okay, now let's look at our expenses slide. Thank you very much. And uh, here we see that actually of this, uh, the total expenses for the year estimates, 738, so we got a deficit, uh, uh, sorry, we've got a surplus, and uh, you know, that's always a good sign, a small surplus, two or three hundred thousand, two or three, two or three thousand pounds. As you can see, the biggest chunk of that was for partial support, admin team expenses, training and salaries. Now, you may think that I'm the only paid person on the staff, in which case that makes me a very rich guy, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm doing rather well there. The truth of the matter is we have 17 star, uh, salaried members on staff, and actually we could do with a few more, and that's the truth of it. We have about 1,200 people in this church on a Sunday. We would, including our kids, get close to 800. It's a, a feature of the, what we call the M25 feature. About two-thirds of the church are in church on every, any given Sunday. So we factor that into it, the number of donuts we buy and all the rest of it, you know. So uh, there we are, salaries of 441. Uh, and uh, the other thing uh, that's interesting is the giving, 75,000 pounds. Let's look at the, the giving. Actually, before we, can we just go back, just back to that expenses thing. 61,000 for 
part for, for um, ministry running crosses, costs, ministry running costs. I want to come back to that in just a moment. Let's go on to the giving thing. Let's see what we did with uh, the 75,000. Well, the biggest chunk by far is nearly 25,000 for the Bethesda Children's Home. We support the children there. We, uh, we, we feed and clothe them. You know, I'm, I'm, gra- I'm glad to say that over many years now, there are several churches that are helping out because the ministry is flourishing and growing. They are in a bit of a, stick, uh, a sticky time at the moment because as many of you will know, the government has in India has basically recalled all the small denomination uh, notes and they are no longer legal tender and that's caused huge problems because of course the poor only have you know, a few rupees and this and the other and they are, they are people with bank accounts, no problem, you know, middle class is not great but the poor are really struggling and Bethesda are feeling this. Then the next thing, 14,000 there is, is uh, contribution to our denomination. We're planting churches like Fury, we're probably going to hear about that this week. We're at work overseas. Uh, worldwide now, there are, there are about 2,000 vineyard churches, and uh, the movement continues to grow, and that's very exciting to have seen this happen over the last 30-odd years. Then the other section that we'll look at is the school step school education pro- project, just over 10,000. We support... Uh, in fact, we've always had members of our congregation in the key position there. It's never been any different, although... Uh, many churches, probably all the churches now participate to that. This church has, all, has, has, has provided the backbone for that ministry, the St. Albans Education Project, and, and we finance that to the tune of 10 grand, and then there's bits and bobs. So that gives you a little bit of a view. Uh, you can always uh, check out our website, you can check out the Charity Commission's thing, you can talk to our directors, and we have directors' sort of feedback and review sections, and you know, that might spawn some questions there. But I want to just say this to you. 750,000 pounds our income. Actually, we've been plateaued for three years on that. And that has really caused us some problems. And it's really in that area called ministry expenses. Ministry expenses uh, covers just about everything. It's a, buck, a, it's a big bucket, but it's not got a lot in it. It, it actually sort of um, does everything from providing these wonderful new booklets. And I think Emma Blustin, who sweated over this for quite some time, deserves a big round of applause. It's amazing. Don't lose it. There won't be another one for three months. It's everything, you know, it's donuts. Mentioned the donuts already. It's the freebie coffees. It's, it's you know, the gifts we make to people. It's, the, it's, the, it's the, the stuff that buys pencils and rubbers and sticky things for the kids' ministry. It's, you know, it's everything. And quite frankly, in that area, in that area of ministry, we're squeaking because, to be honest with you, uh, you know, if I say to you, these, these lovely speakers, we enjoy our worship, if one of those wedges goes pop, just one of those little bits, not the whole thing, 3,000 pounds plus fat. That eats up 60,000 pounds pretty quickly. Uh, you may have noticed that our two projectors on either side are beginning to flick and what have you. They are H, we want HD projectors there. Actually, you know what? They're terribly expensive. We need to replace them. Part of growing up is taking care of business. You know, when I was a child, I thought of a child. I got pocket money. All I wanted to do was to run down to Woolies and buy an airfix kit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Some of us are old enough to remember. 
And you know, if I got my pocket money at 12 o'clock, by 20 past one it was spent, and then I was, had nothing for the rest of the week. Part of being a grown-up, so I found out, <laughs> was that actually you have to budget. You have to pay your mortgage, you have to pay your rent, you have to pay you know, this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, you may have nothing left. You may be in deficit. Well, the margins, because it's ministry that keeps getting squeezed. It's, no, you can't have those rubbers and sticky things. You, no, we've got, to, we've got to make economies. We, we, we can't do this. We can't do that. It's, the rest of it is non-negotiable. We have to pay our, our mortgage and our light and our heating and all the rest of it. But that little 61,000, that's getting a smaller piece. Folks, as grown-ups, we have got to give more in that area. So I want to speak to those of you, I want to say to you those, to those of you who are already tithing, giving one-tenth of your income, it's a biblical principle, we will teach more about this later, but this is just a sort of a, an overview thing. I want to say to you who have been tithing for many a long year, God bless you, thank you, this is where your money went and this is where your money goes. I, I am proud to say that we've got an excellent team of, of directors and we manage our finances well. Praise God. But the truth of the matter is, you know what modern life's like. Things keep getting more expensive. And so I want to say to those of you who are not tithing yet, that quite frankly, it's time to start thinking about that. It's an important principle. The whole business of, of tithing is, is something we've spoken on before, but you know, this, this this whole idea of stewardship, let's have that screen stewardship up again, thank you. It's a biblical principle and it's based on this thought and, and others like it in the scriptures. Psalm 24 verse one says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The whole concept of biblical stewardship, giving, tithing, time, energy and money is based on this simple truth that the Bible believes, and therefore we believe, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. What you thought was yours is only on loan to you. What you thought was your home, your house, your, your second home. I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands if you have a second home. Your bank account, your car, your this, your that, your family heirlooms, they're all just loaned to you because the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And we are entrusted as adults, as grown-ups, with the, 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 the things of this world, and God watches to see how we do. There's a lovely little verse, or two verses in Deuteronomy. I don't think we've got it on the screen, I'll just read it out to you. Deuteronomy 8 verses 17 and 18 says this, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. My power and the strength of my hands, my intellect, my good wheeling and dealing, my hard work, my getting up earlier than others, my staying up late, etc., 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 has produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. We're back to the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And what scripture says is that we should honor God, not just with the tithe, and I think, you know, but actually, and I've, I don't think I've preached on this, probably I should do it this year, is on the, the first fruits. The tithe was always the first fruits. It was the first thing that came. Some of you may have wondered why, for some of you who won't understand this, but that's fine, that's okay, but some of you may have wondered why, you know, uh, 
there was that issue with Cain and Abel and, and, and uh, why one gift was acceptable and another wasn't. Well, the thing is that, that the, uh, was it Cain who got murdered? Who was it? Cain got murdered. Would you mind stepping up and preaching for me first? Because I've lost my way. <laughs> Cain killed Abel. So Abel brought the nice gift. Right. What Abel did was, and this is the principle of first fruits. Abel brought the first lamb that his flock produced. The first. He didn't know whether there was going to be any more. He brought the first fruits. And in the scriptures, what God loves is the first fruits. God got the first bite of the cherry. What Abel did was he brought a beautiful stew, went out into the field, collected a few things. You know, he, uh, uh, he, he brought this great stew. But the fact of the matter was, it didn't really cost him anything other than a bit of wandering around and a bit of cooking. It wasn't the first. There was plenty of it out there. He just took advantage of it. Nothing wrong with that. Good stewardship, some might say. But what God loves to see is us exercising faith. And it takes faith to give the first fruits. Oh, this, and it's always the hardest to give. You know, can you imagine in an agricultural society, if you've, if you've been working all year to see your vines starting to produce fruit, you've got, you know, it's getting to that point where money's a bit short, the kids want new shoes for school, etc., 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 and the grapes are just coming in and the harvest's just coming in, and you give the first fruit, boy, you're still hungry. You're still hard-strapped. You're still in that difficult place. That shows faith. That models faith. See, tithe is not just about enabling us to do the works of the ministry. The tithe is about exercising faith. It says to God, I trust you. You're not going to let me down, are you? God keeps all his promises. God keeps all his promises. We need to teach on that a little bit more. But it's basically the tithes, your tithes, your standing order, gift-aided tithes that pay for this. You'd say, you may say there's nothing particularly spiritual about that. Well, hey, forget it. Money is very spiritual. The way we use money often shows the state of our heart. We're, we can all be prompted to generosity given the following wind, given peer pressure and all the rest of it. And thank God for that. It is fun. I was rubbing my hands together with glee. As Fissy said to me this morning as we were getting dressed, how are you feeling? I said, I'm feeling excited. I love this kind of thing. I love seeing the church being generous. But underlying, you know, how are we on Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays, gray Februarys, is that same spirit of generosity, that same spirit of, of stewardship in us. Well, as grown-ups, as a church that is coming of age, more and more of us need to address that. I hope that when I do this talk next year, that we will have put an additional 100,000 pounds in that ministry section because it's getting ridiculous. I'm saying so many no's to our pastors. No, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't do that. We just can't afford it. We can't do that. We've got great people. and They're visionary people. And they've got extraordinary things in mind for us. And I want to say yes a few more times than I'm saying no. So, there we have it. Stewardship. You know, giving to God that which is his. You know, and uh, 
and just being in that place where we don't have to worry because we're trusting God, knowing, of course, that we, we cannot outgive God. Lovely little verse in, in Proverbs chapter 3, favorite of mine, Proverbs 19, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. Lending to the Lord, that's part of generosity, that's what feed is about. But if it wasn't for this place, if it wasn't for you and I, tithing, creating this opportunity, this place where we can express that kind of generosity, then I believe this city, this region, maybe this nation would be a poorer place. Let's all stand. Can I have the team back up? Thank you. If you can't tithe yet, if you can't give 10% yet, just resolve to work towards that and start. Start giving the first fruits. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pray. Father, forgive us because we can be generous and we are a generous church, possibly more so than others even. We've, you've trained us in generosity. The truth of the matter is, though, Lord God, we're not always generous when we're not seen. We're not always generous to you. We're always, not always a good steward. And, and so forgive us, Lord God, when we've not been good stewards. But we do pray, Lord God, that you would help us because we know that you say in your word... You invite us even to test you. And you say, Lord God, that, that if, you, if, we will test, if we will test you, you will prove to be faithful. That you, Lord God, will, and it says this, you will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Lord, just convict us, cause us to repent, and cause us to come of age and bless you as you bless us. Thank you, Lord.